0: And welcome to Breaking the Curtain with me, Chrissy, and me, Joss. Don't forget to silence all phones. Or don't—it's a podcast. And most importantly, enjoy, enjoy the, show. the show.
1: For one episode and one episode only, Mama, Mama Mia—the the show history. <laughs> We need to come up with better intros. (gasps) What? I thought that was one of our best. Yeah, you keep telling (laughs) yourself that, girl. (laughs) Well, screw them if they can't take a joke.
0: Honey, honeys, we're taking you on a journey with us to a little Greek island known as Kalikari. Mamma mia! Here we go again with another show history episode. Okay, so we don't have the legal right, so imagine the Mamma Mia overture dramatically playing here. Set on the Greek island of Kalikari, 20-year-old Sophie is ready to get married to her fiancé, Skye. Except for one thing. She has never met her father and really wants him present for the big day to walk her down the aisle. She invites three men whom she discovered in her mother's diary. August 4th. What a night. Am I right?
1: You're right.
0: (laughs) Sophie believes one of these men might be a possibility for her birth father. But when they all arrive, her mother Donna becomes distressed. As Sophie Sky Donna, her friends, and the three potential fathers prepare for her big day, emotions run high and surprises abound.
1: Mamma Mia! is a jukebox musical written by British playwright Catherine Johnson based on the fantastic songs of ABBA, which were composed by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Velas, former members of the band. I apologize in advance if my pronunciation of the names of those who are in ABBA are not accurate. I am doing my best. ABBA was a Swedish pop group formed in Stockholm in 1972 by members Agnetha Fältskog, Björn Juvelis, Benny Anderson, and Annie Fried Lingstad. They became one of the most commercially successful acts in the history of popular music, topping the charts worldwide from 1974 to 1982. In Mamma Mia!, there are over 25 ABBA songs that create the structure for the play. Playwright Katherine Johnson used these songs as a base and created an entire world around them. Oddly enough, this was not the first ABBA jukebox musical to grace the stage. A French television production titled ABBA Cadabra consisted of 12 ABBA songs with new French lyrics. It was based on classic fairy tales like Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Pinocchio, Snow White, and more. Cameron Mackintosh decided to produce an English stage version of the TV show, but it definitely wasn't the successful ABBA musical. Mamma Mia! opened in the West End at the Prince Edward Theatre on April 6, 1999, and transferred to the Prince of Wales Theatre in 2004, where it played until September 2012. Then it moved to the Novello Theatre, where it continues to play today. It's directed by Philidia Lloyd with choreography by Anthony Van Lost, and the original cast featured Sivan McCarthy, Lisa Stoke, and Hilton McRae.
0: This is some cool history for Canadians. Before the Broadway engagement, it opened in Toronto at the Royal Alexandra Theatre in May 2000, where it went on to play for five years. I actually had a theater uh, teacher slash director who was in the original production in Toronto and on Broadway who said that literally no one in the cast had a sense that it would become such a global phenomenon.
1: I do have to jump in here mm-hmm. with the, the Canadian element. Yeah. But the original Donna in Mamma Mia on Broadway, mm-hmm. it was Luis Petra, who yeah. is considered Canada's first lady of musical theater.
0: Yeah, it's so if you're
1: not familiar with that name check her out. Mm. Take it away, Chrissy. Get back on it.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Mamma Mia had its U.S. debut in San Francisco, California at the Orpheum Theater from November 17, 2000 to February 17, 2001. It then moved to Los Angeles, California at the Schubert Theater from February 26, 2001 to May 12, 2001, and then to Chicago, Illinois at the Cadillac Palace Theater from May 13, 2001 to August 12, 2001. The musical opens on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater on October 18th, 2001, after beginning previews on October 5th. I think it's safe to say that Mamma Mia during this time on Broadway paved the way for what a jukebox musical could be. Not only was the music great, but the storyline was clear and lyrics and hit songs were changed to match the story and make it as seamless a transition onto the stage from being well-known pop songs by ABBA. In fact, as of the early 2000s, Broadway in the West End saw a boom in jukebox musicals.
1: However, none have yet to match the success of Mamma Mia. On April 18, 2013, it was announced that Mamma Mia would transfer from its original Broadway home at the Winter Garden Theatre to the Broadhurst Theatre later that year to make way for the musical adaptation of Rocky. The show played its final performance at the Winter Garden Theater on October 19, 2003, and began performances at the Broadhurst Theater on November 2, 2003.
0: Jeez, that's another one that got the door from uh, the Winter
1: Garden to make way for another show. Oh, jeez. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Mamma Mia closed on September 12, 2015, having played 5,773 performances on Broadway. As of 2017, Mamma Mia! is the ninth longest-running Broadway show and the longest-running jukebox musical in Broadway history. Mamma Mia! was
0: adapted as a film produced by Judy Kramer and Gary Goetzman, written by Katherine Johnson, directed by Felidia Lloyd, and with Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, Björn Uvelis,
1: and Benny Anderson as executive producers. The iconic Meryl Streep starred as Donna Sheridan, with Amanda Seyfried as Sophie, Pierce Brosnan as Sam Carmichael. Yum. Stellan Skarsgård as Bill Anderson. Yummy. Will you shut up? And the yummiest <laughs> of all, Colin Firth as Super Harry Bright. yummy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the movie also featured Queen Christine Baranski, Dominic Cooper, and Julie Walters. It premiered in 2008 in the U.S., Most of the songs from the stage productions remained, with the exceptions of Under Attack, One of Us, Knowing Me, Knowing You, and Thank You for the Music. Knowing Me, Knowing You was used as the instrumental wedding music. When All is Said and Done, a song not used in the musical, was added for the film and sung by Sam, Donna, and the cast. Our Last Summer was used earlier in the movie, with Sophie, Bill, Sam, and Harry singing it, instead of Harry and Donna.
0: Enter 2018, when the long-awaited sequel to the film made its big-screen debut. The storyline followed young Donna in 1979, along with her besties, Tanya and Rosie, as they graduate from Oxford University, and Donna sets off to embark on a series of adventures throughout Europe. Sex
1: ventures? It's a polite way of putting it. It's politer to say adventures. <laughs> Let's do that.
0: <laughs> on her journeys, she makes the acquaintance of Harry, Bill, and Sam, the latter whom she falls in love with. But he's also the man who breaks her heart. In the present day, Donna's daughter, Sophie, dreams of renovating a tavern while reuniting with her mother's old friends and boyfriends on the Greek island of Kalikari. Okay, so I know we both have different opinions on this film, but I actually really enjoyed it. I, I don't think it comes close to the original film, of course, but I really enjoyed the flashbacks with young Donna and... I thought the casting of the younger versions were super on point.
1: Listen, if the entire movie had been young Donna and her friends, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. What I really hated was that, spoiler alert, I took my mom to see it as a Mother's Day gift, and within the first five minutes, the mother was dead. And I was like, mm, oh, happy Mother's yeah. Day, Mom. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. But that those flashbacks and, like, the music and just the set and like the costuming Mm. for um, all of young Donna's stuff. I was like I need that in my closet. So, moving right along, I guess this would be sort of the most recent production of Mamma Mia. So, after premiering in Stockholm in 2016, it was announced that an immersive theatrical and dining experience called Mamma Mia! The Party would open at the O2 Arena in London in spring 2019, and it's still playing there today. So, Chrissy, when are we going to London to go to Mamma Mia! The Party? Um, let's book a boat and go right now. (laughs) For real, though, that is something I need to be at, like, yesterday. It
0: looks so amazing. Like, you could go on their Instagram and see some photos. Right. We have like, like to do it someday.
1: I love Mamma Mia. I mm-hmm. love dinner theater. I love immersive theater. Yeah. It's, it's everything I want and more. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and it's probably cheaper than going to Greece, so.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> You know what I find so interesting about Mamma Mia is that it never really had, like, a big stunt cast on Broadway. I don't think in the West End either. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And the musical is just, like, it calls for a stunt cast, in my opinion. I'm just surprised they never went that route because it was, like, when it was open, it was kind of, like, the top of the game for stunt casting on Mm -hmm. Broadway. I don't know. Grease did it. Beauty and the Beast. I'm surprised.
1: Yeah, like I think stunt casting one of the dads or Donna would be one of like yeah. the easiest stunt casts. Even out Sophie. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I could see Tanya being a stunt cast for sure. Don't talk about my
1: girl that way. I love her so much. I'm just waiting until I'm old enough to play Tanya. Like, she's one of those roles I'm like, once I hit that age, there's so many roles, like, I'm like, I'm going to be perfect for it. I'm like, Tanya is one of them. She's, She's my girl. Like the
0: best role. And I also love Pepper.
1: Mm. Pepper! Pepper! Hey, baby, <laughs> this will tickle your taste buds. <laughs> Little boys oh who gosh. play with fire get their fingers burned. I love
0: in the musical, in the stage version, when he says something about, like, being able to speak French and just keeps repeating, like, the same thing in French. Yeah. So brilliant! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so good, so good, so good. And I think while we're discussing Mamma Mia, we have mm. to—I have to bring up something I say every time because we were originally discussing Mamma Mia with Christy Altamar when I brought up something that I now say all the time on the podcast.
0: Right, and
1: it would be that literally every musical needs a megamix. There is nothing better yeah. than ending a musical with a megamix, and. Mamma Mia gave us that And I appreciate that What was it that she said That she You'll have to go listen to the episode But she was like you can't sing the mix, Dance the Megamix, hear the mix, And still be having a bad day
0: It's so true though Also like the <laughs> overture like I mentioned earlier
1: I Yeah even the on track mm-hmm. I'm like yeah baby
0: Like that guitar kicks in And you're like Yes Oh I love it
1: all right, so, okay. very important question, Chrissy. All right. Yeah. Who do you think Sophie's actual father
0: is? Like, biologically. Let's say it on the count of three together, okay? Okay. One, One two, three. Two,
1: Bill. Bill. <laughs> All right, so let's break down the period math based on what we know from Donna's summer of dot, dot, dot.
0: Exhibit A. According to the movie, Donna sleeps with Sam on the evening of July 17th. She then sleeps with Bill on the evening of August 4th. And then along
1: came Harry on August 11th. So what does this all mean? We haven't got a clue. I used to know. I used to, I sat down and I tried to figure this out one day. You are the father. But yes, I remember that the conclusion was that yes, it is Bill.
0: Yeah. A lot of people say it's um, because he has the same last name as one of the writers. So they like Slid that in. I don't know. And then a lot are just like, oh, genetics, blonde hair,
1: blonde hair. But that changes based on cast. Exactly. So we have to look at.
0: everyone
1: has played, who has played Bill has blonde hair. So we have to look at the period math. Although part of me is like, because Donna ends up with Sam, part of me is like, like, there's like a very small part of me that's like, I think it was Sam from the beginning. But the math, the math says Bill. And I can't ignore the math.
0: I think my favorite part of Mamma Mia is that... We don't know. You don't need the biological family. You have chosen family. And Sophie chose all three to be her dad.
1: <laughs> right. So and that's... I think that's... The, I love that. The best part in, um, in the movie. We were re-watching it. Um, I want to tell you guys, like, my grandma loves Mamma Mia. And so mm-hmm. we watch the DVD every time we visit. And my favorite part is when they're in the wedding and they're they're all kind of like, oh, like, we don't care what it is. Like, we'll be a dad to Sophie and Bill's in the back and he stands up, knocks over a chair and he's like, I'll take a third and comes up to the front. And it's just because that's what it is. You know, it's it's chosen family. And all three of those men were a big part of Donna's life. And I think it's great that they all get to then be a big part of Sophie's eventually too. I'm getting goosebumps. I I love Mamma Mia. I think it's
0: one of the best um, families in a musical despite being like a broken family in that sense. Yeah they're
1: not a traditional family. And
0: it's a beautiful story and I tweeted this the other day on my Twitter but I said people can say what they want about jukebox musicals but I don't think I've yet to find a scene in an original musical that makes me feel the way I do.
1: When I watch Slipping Through My Fingers. Oh, yeah. I that mean, one just, uh, <sighs> that one always makes me cry. And it has since I was little. Yeah. Like, it's just, well, not little, but like I was young in 2008-ish. I was young. But <laughs> it's just, it's always made me cry. Life moves very fast. And I think
0: that's another point to Mamma Mia 2 and um, Donna dying, you know? they seized stop it i'm being honest they seized the moment sam and donna and they were like you know what let's get married we don't know how much time we've got left type of thing and they did it and unfortunately in the timeline of the
1: movie they didn't have many years left together so no offense but i'm still mad that i had to sit through five minutes of ghost meryl streep singing to sophie
0: oh i thought it was beautiful
1: by that point of the movie, I was done. I was like, I'm out. I was like, I've been betrayed. You promised me musical comedy. and This is not musical comedy. I have to go. <laughs>
0: I remember my mom and I went together. I finished work and I was like, do you want to go see Mama Mia too? It was like the first day it came out and she was like, okay, let's go. So we went and it was us and like a few other people in the theater. We both let out the loudest cry. Like, you know, when you're holding it in, you're like, mm, and then you just like, <laughs> and like the entire people like theater around us they just turn to look and I'm looking at them like why aren't you crying like you're looking at us because we're crying why aren't you crying right now I thought it was so sad but so beautiful oh it was really well done in my opinion I was just I
1: if it had been all the flashbacks, I would have loved it. I, I loved, loved like the, the little flashbacks. background stuff with Bill and Rosie, right. kind of. Yeah, that and was good. Jessica Keenan-Wynn as young mm. Tanya was like perfect casting. Like all of the young people, like were perfectly cast to like their older counterparts. But mm-hmm. Jessica as um, Tanya was like. Prime casting. I was really mad though when they were like, "Okay, we're gonna bring Sharon," and I was like, "Okay, I love Share." I was like, "This is gonna be good." And then they're like, "She's Sophie's grandma." Who? What yeah. we know from the original story, Sophie's grandma was like super Catholic and was like, "If you're like you're getting pregnant, like throwing her out of the house, like and all that sort of stuff." Whereas now we're like, "Oh, she was a rock star who was never home," and I'm like, "That yeah, doesn't."
0: They mess with the timeline they, and the storyline.
1: You sure. can't mess with the timeline. Mm-mm. No, nope. I think I would have been less mad if they hadn't messed with the timeline, but they, like, took a couple of things that were in the original and just kind of said, fuck that, that's not true. And I was like, okay. Um, and I was like, no, that, that makes, that's, that's not how you do a sequel. Um, I also saw it after dental, dental surgery where the anesthetic hadn't worked properly, so I was pretty, uh, I was a little out of it. But I've never watched it again. I was like, I can't do this. I remember Googling it afterwards to be like, did this actually happen in the movie? Or like, was it the drugs? It actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to like actually
0: rewatch I've it. i never rewatched it. After it came out. No. no? Really? I can't do it. I can't. Really? I remember wanting to rewatch it because of the... um. Why did it have to be me scene, which seems to be like super immortalized on TikTok. Everyone does that little footstep dance thingy. And I just need to find a hot guy (laughs) to
1: dance with me on a boat.
0: I just need Colin Firth and I am happy. I'm very happy with my choices. That man
1: is like fine wine. He just keeps getting better with age. Oh my God. I mean, they all are. I remember seeing them in that movie and I was like, these men are silver foxes. Pierce Brosnan, just mm-hmm. he's Beautiful. aging like a great cheese, a great cheese.
0: I think that's a good note to end it on.
1: All right, well, all right,
0: well, there you have it—the <laughs> <laughs> show history of Mamma Mia.
1: If you made it to the finally, finally, if you made it to the end of the episode, we'd love to know what your favorite ABBA song mm. is, and of course, your thoughts on Mamma Mia too. You can leave them in the comments below on our Instagram page um, at your own. Um, at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what's I'm your kidding. favorite ABBA song? My favorite. Oh, Waterloo. Oh, of course. I remember my grandma used to play this radio station that played a lot of ABBA mm. when I was at her house, the, my other grandma. And so, like, one of the first CDs I ever bought with my own money was an ABBA greatest hits CD. And I think Waterloo has always been my favorite. Yeah. What is your favorite? Our last summer. I really do like that one. I love that one. Oh, thank you for the music also just really like hits. They're all good songs. I love ABBA. They have a new album out. Go look it up. You're right. They put out new music. That's true. Okay, go listen to
0: that. Tell us what you think. And I guess we'll see you in the next episode. We will
1: see you in the next episode, guys. Happy August. Happy August. August, As always. I'm Chris. I am Jocelyn. Together we are breaking Breaking the the curtain. curtain. And we will see you next time.
0: Ciao. Bye.